Hey, welcome to the Babes Talking Business Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Lauren. I'm a mama, wife, author, and a network marketing professional. I'm really passionate about empowering women to step into their power and becoming self-led, self-ignited, and excited when it comes to their finances, businesses, relationships, and life. So I love we have created this space where women can come together to rise together to have real and raw conversations and be reminded of their power, their worth, and their vision when they forget. Because when one woman wins, we all win. And sometimes we just need someone to go first to show us what's possible. And I'm Shani. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who loves to diversify the way I create wealth. And I love empowering and teaching you about it too. I'm an international speaker, a course creator, a professional network marketer, but my favorite job of all is being a mama. It's really important for me to fulfill my life's purpose with the impact and the work that I do. But my highest value is family. And so navigating the balance between being a kick-ass woman in business and a conscious mother is where I'm at and excited to share that with you too. Hang around me long enough and I'll show you how to step into your full potential and have you cultivating health, wealth, and fortune in a soulful and joyful way that feels good. Welcome to episode 85 of the BTB podcast. How to get your mojo back. Ooh, what? a topic. So we have a very candid conversation about how recently over the last few months, Lauren found herself in a position where she had totally lost her mojo, her inspiration and her motivation for her business. And she shares her top 10 tips on how to get yourself out of it well what she used to get herself out of it now if you are walking if you are doing the errands if you are doing the dinner the dishes you're driving whatever it may be don't worry because we've got your back we have created a free downloadable with all of the 10 tips so you don't have to stop and pause and write notes you can have that free resource. So all you have to do is head over to babestalkingbusiness.com forward slash podcast forward slash 85. And you can also click on that link in the show notes below. So we hope this serves you. We believe that this is a topic that no one talks about. No one who is creating waves in the business world, who is a leader in their industry, No one is talking about how they actually feel the motions as well as everybody else. So I am really proud of Lauren for speaking up and sharing a little bit about her experience. And I know you're going to get so much out of it. So without further ado, let's get our mojo back. Hello and welcome back to the Babes Talking Business show. This week, Shan and I are going to be talking a little bit about losing your mojo and how to get it back. I know that this is something you've been experiencing, Lozzie, um, and it's been really cool to see you move through it. What I love about you is that when you're in a funk and when you've lost your mojo, you can openly admit it and you're also very good at being like, okay, look, I'm not in a good frame of mind right now. I really need to just like self-regulate. I need to really like get myself into a place where I can be resourceful 
and I can have good conversations and have solutions rather than just complain. And I, that's what I love about you. And, and it was really cool to just watch you like actually do that and talk, walk your talk. So maybe let's start from the beginning. Like what happened? What happened, babe? <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it too, because I know a lot of our leaders and it happens. It's, it's normal. You're not going to feel inspired and feel like you're kicking ass every day, all day, every day. I know when I'm talking to leaders and they're going through seasons of life or business and they feel like they've lost their mojo, they're like, does this ever happen to you? And I'm like, yes, we just don't, like, I don't, I don't talk about it openly. So I thought this is going to be a really cool resource with an open, honest chat where I can share with you guys personally how I lost my mojo for a bit and how I got my mojo back. Um, and I don't think something actually has to happen. It can be something that's happening in life. Something can knock you in business. You might have just like, you're going through just, period where you're feeling uninspired I know for me personally in my business I just felt like I was throwing everything at it and nothing was working and I had a few key leaders leave which to be honest I wasn't upset about them leaving it was a way that they did it which really knocked I guess my my belief one of my highest values is loyalty and I think it just mm-hmm. really hurt me yeah um, loyalty and in, yeah loyalty and integrity I think the way they went about it just knocked me a little bit so I lost my mojo, I got uninspired, I got hurt, but like you said, I walked my talk. So I thought it'd be really cool just to share with anyone who may be listening, if you're going through a season of maybe feeling uninspired or in a bit of a funk, I'm going to tangibly share with you some things that I did to get myself out of it. Um, So I've got some dot points. I know Shen's going to help me tease all these out for you ladies. Um, But one of the first ones I wanted to talk about was leaning into my habits. I think if you have any business, and I'm, I'm sure most of you listening to our podcast are either business owners of a traditional business, maybe you work in the network marketing profession, you can't just show up when things are going great. You can't just show up when you're inspired. So when I was going through a mojo, when I've lost my mojo, I kept doing the work though. And I think what that means is I kept leaning into habits. And this is why it's really important to create habits because if you just if you're waiting to feel good to do work, you're not going to have a business like you have to, your output has to happen regardless of what your emotion is. So my first thing is don't just stop. (laughs) It's like, oh, this sucks. I suck. I'm not feeling it. I'm just not doing anything because then what's going to happen is if you don't do the work, you're not going to get the results. And how do you think you're going to feel then? So I took the emotion out of it. And my first thing would be lean into habits. So what habits have you cultivated or what habits can you start cultivating? So when it's a matter of you showing up in your business, it's not a matter of showing up because you feel good. It's a matter of showing up because it's what you do day in and day out to make your business work. Mm. Um, I think as well, like the, like that's a really good point. And I think it's, it's so important, but I, I think it's also really important to point at the fact that it might actually also take time to get to this one. Like I know for you, Leslie, it was like a few months, like you were, you were in a funk for a few months there and you didn't necessarily jump into this straight away. You were like, you know, like you really went within, which is really odd for you. Like you went internal, you kind of cut everyone out, not everyone, but you like, you know, you put your walls up. And I think for people who are listening to this podcast episode, who are in the thick of that, I think it's also healthy to sit in those emotions and to, to be with it and journal and reflect and like 
I mean, this, this episode is definitely going to have amazing strategies to get you out of it, but I think it's also really important to acknowledge and sit with it, like sit in the fire. It's okay to not rush yourself out of it. And I think that's healthy. I think what you did was really healthy was like, you just sat in it and you weren't rushing to, uh, although you like, you were like, I just want to get out of this funk. Like you also were like, I'm just going to do what's good for me right now. And for me right now, I just need to like be with my family. I just need to focus on me. I need to focus on my energy. And then once you replenish and fill your cup up doing that, which I saw you do, then it was about like, okay, yes, let's, let's let, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to change the game here. I'm ready to lean back into my habits and do the things that make me feel good. Yeah. Um, Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think more so leaning into your habits is more your habits in your business. Because um, like I was saying, like it did take me a couple of months to move through my funk, but you can't not do your business for a couple of months if you're in a funk. So I guess what I'm trying to say is lean into your habits of what have you cultivated in your business? What are your systems and your daily habits that make your business keep going? Because mm-hmm. even though you're not feeling great, you have to keep doing them. Otherwise, your business isn't going to work. So, but that leads really nicely into the next thing I was going to say, Shem, was learning how to rest and not quit. So even though I was doing the habits and when I, I guess you can talk, call that the bare ass minimum, or it was just the things that I had to do that didn't feel like work for me, to be honest, because I've been doing them for seven years. So it was just habits, but above and beyond that, I was learning how to rest. And like you said, it was like having the boundaries. It was not Mm. overexerting myself, not promising myself not giving too much of myself to people it was like all right I've done my habits I've done the bare ass minimum to keep everything moving forward and what I need to do now is yeah not quit (laughs) I I know you and I have this same saying it's like you're allowed to quit but quit on a good day like quit when you're winning and and then you know you're actually quitting because it's not for you because how many people really quit when they're winning it's easy to no one (laughs) No one, it's so easy to quit when you're on a bad day and you're in a funk and you've lost your mojo. So I reminded myself to rest and not quit. So that just meant, like you said, like having good boundaries on the weekends, going internal, um, like outside of the bare ass minimum, just doing things that filled up my cup, which was family. It was music. It was nature. It was exercise. It was self-care. Um and like you said, reflection, I think also when I was in that period of rest, it was reminding myself of my why. I know it sounds so cliche, but I know anyone listening to this podcast, like I said, I think most people who listen to this, you either are wanting to be a business owner, you are a business owner, whether traditional or network marketing. And most of us say yes to the business space because we have a vision. Like there's a reason why you're here. And I kept coming back to what was I here to create? Because I know what's important to me. I know the vision that I have. I know what my, I want my future to look like. And that's what helped me not quit because I know that this profession and I know what we're doing, I know the impact we're making is what brings that vision into fruition. Yeah. I think a really great question to ask yourself if you've lost, you feel like you've lost your why, or you don't know your why, or you're foggy on your why, which is a conversation I have with people regularly. I don't know about you, Leslie, but a lot of people always come to me and they're like, but I just don't know, like my why is not strong enough, or I don't know what it is anymore. I, I think going back to asking yourself, what was the initial motivation or drive that led you to starting your business? Like what, 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 like 
go back to that feeling of excitement, of possibility, of belief, hope, faith, like where did that come from and what was it that really grounded that in you to make you say yes to something like a business? Um, I think that always helps me go back to my why as well really easily when I, I think like, I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> and it sounds woo-woo, but like I know we did our, our vision workshop at the start of the year and it's just going back to some of the things that we spoke about in our vision mm. workshop, like looking at the goals you've got, whether you laminated them like Shani and I suggested you do and you have them in your shower or if you've done a vision board or you've made a Pinterest board or you've got a playlist or music that takes you to that place where you can feel it energetically. Yeah. So that's definitely did a lot more, a lot more connecting with my vision and reminding myself in that space as well. Um, another tip I would share, which was really important for me at this time, was staying close to the fire and being a student. And what I mean by that is you'll go through phases in any business where you feel unshakable, you've got your confidence, you know what you're doing. And then I'm sure you'll go through periods where you're a bit shaky. And I actually needed someone to be the confidence and the certainty for me. And so I lent, I stayed close to the fire. So what that meant was instead of saying, I've got no support, I don't know what to do. I'm sure you've got people in your network. I know in our profession, there's always training where, and I think that's why I love this profession the most. There's always someone who's gone through what you've gone through. Whether they've been in this business longer, they've gone through the season of life that you're in, they've had the same setbacks, they've had the same uh, challenges. So rather than me throwing myself a pity party, I was like, okay, how can I be a student? And so for a while, I didn't need help. I, for the last, I don't know, I go through periods, but I think for the last two, three years, I've been pretty unshakable. Like I'm the one leading the trainings. I'm the one doing the podcasts. And I was like, you know what? It's time to get back into the seat of being a student. So I started listening to the podcast. I started tuning back into or plugging into certain trainings that our leaders have been putting on for us where I could soak up their wisdom because I needed to be a student again. I needed to know how people built these businesses that aren't just like we talk about success like but a lot of people listening to this podcast if I know women in our team they haven't really had real success yet I'm talking about like success successes and legacy of something that you continue to hold and build over like 10 20 30 40 50 years like it's really easy to look at your business as success is what you've had over the last six 12 months two years three years but when you're starting to have those cycles that we are where we've been in this business for seven years what does that look like when you forecast the next seven years and getting around people who have those legacy businesses who have been through all the cycles of the economy, who have built this business through different cycles of seasons of life as parents and all the things. So I think a big one for that is to remain a student and stay close to the fire, stay close to people who are excited, stay close to people who have the vision, stay close to people who have the conviction and the confidence. So if you're shaky, you can borrow theirs. Yeah, I actually, um, it takes me back to a conversation that we had with a bunch of the top leaders in our company. Was that January? And I remember like you were sitting at that table, there were 10 of us around the table, just having a, a general like leader meeting. And yeah, you just like poured your heart out to everyone and shared to everyone where you were at and what it felt like for you and what you were afraid of, but what you were also feeling emotionally and I just remember that whole room, like so many leaders in that room are not directly linked to your business. Like they're, you know, what we call sidelines in our industry and the help and love and support that was in that room for you that day was just so amazing. And 
it's it's moments like that, like leaning into people that, yes, your uplines or people who are involved in your business, awesome, but also lean into people who don't necessarily have a vested interest in you winning because I think that's important for you to really have perspective. And I know um, you had a, another friend of ours in the business who, again, is not, not in our team, outside of our team, just like pour into you like, outside of business hours like dinner lunch I can't remember what you guys where you guys hung out but just having someone there for you and like just reminding you that you've got this it's so important I think it's such a big piece to the puzzle um so find yeah find that person for you who can do that for you if you're listening to this podcast and you're needing that certainty from someone um I think yeah there's real power in that yeah, and it's so easy when you are in a funk, you've lost your mojo, to want to disconnect, to like want to go fetal, to want to like go inward. That's probably the worst thing you can do as a business owner. Like you need to lean in rather than lean out. So lean into the trainings, lean into the support. So as much as I personally, like Shen said at the start, the way I handle things is I don't talk until I'm ready to talk, but I'm definitely, I listen a lot first. So I, although I went inward and I didn't really tell people how I was feeling for a little bit until I was ready to be, um, like I say, a problem solver. I don't like coming to people with problems until I have solutions. I was leaning into a lot of, like I said, leaning into things rather than leaning out. So that would be my tips. I know a lot of women when I'm talking to them, when they're having doubt creeping or they get shaky, the first thing they do is lean back that's not going to help you. You need to lean into the fire. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's also um, naive to think that business doesn't have cycles. If you think that your business will continuously always be on the up and like an upwards trajectory, like you're, I don't know what planet you're living on, but that does not happen in business (laughs) traditionally and generally like, there are always seasons like seasons like winter and autumn and spring and summer. And like, you know, when it's summer, like business is pumping, there is momentum, everyone's winning. And then there's winter where it's about consolidation. It's about rebranding. Maybe it's about reflecting on what worked in the summer and what you could do better, what didn't work. Um, So yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because I think when you have, um, an expectation that your business will go up and down. It's so much easier. Like your emotional intelligence is so much more stable when it comes around to like having a rut in your business. Yeah. And I think that's where those people came in handy. Like I said, like making sure I had people that I could lean into that had wisdom. Like I was a student because I, when we were navigating a space in business, I personally hadn't navigated before, but I knew it wasn't unique. Like you said, it's you naive to think the business is all up, 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 up. So I knew what I was going through, though it was it was the first time for me. It wasn't the first time someone's gone through it. And so mm-hmm. when you're whether you're navigating a certain season of like a cycle in business, um, as much as you may feel like you're special, you're really not. So go and find someone or talk to someone who can give you some perspective or some context of what the cycles may look like for your industry. But like I think like we said, most cycles, whether you're in business, you're in the economy, you're in like property. They say it's about a seven-year cycle, don't they? Yeah, that's it. Um, and I think the problem stems from like this illusion that business is always can be always up, up, up. I think um, sadly Instagram and you know social media has really tarnished 
our view on what business should look like. Like a lot of people just are constantly talking about how they're winning and how they've had a 10K month, 20K month, or they've had a seven-figure year or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's very easy to post about all your wins online. And so it's very easy to fall victim to, oh, well, they're always winning. Why aren't I? And yeah, I just, I'm a big believer in calling that bullshit out because it's absolutely not how it is all the time. And you can't just compare your business to someone online who just continues to use winning as a marketing strategy, but they never post like when it's crap, you know what I mean? Yeah. All the feels. And I, that also leads me to to talking about seasons and cycles. I think that's an important conversation to have as a woman is the cycles that we have as a woman. And this really helped me navigate my funk as well. And I know this is going to be something that Shen and I want to do a complete different episode on, so I'm not going to go too much in depth in this, but understanding cycle syncing, was, this is something that I've done for nearly three years now. It was something that I got exposed to through our beautiful holistic health program, the Health Style Emporium and the coaches that we have in that team. Um, but learning and understanding how as a woman, your hormones fluctuate at different times. So I was mindful when I was in the funk, especially when I was in the deepest of it, whereabouts I was in my cycle and knowing it's actually, I have a bit of a trend and knowing where I'm in my cycle, there is a week where things, I do get more emotional and I don't think rational. And rather than beating myself up and being like, I'm broken something's wrong with me like just sending myself on this like cycle of feeling worse I practice self-compassion and self-care being like okay Loz you know what you're coming into this phase of your cycle like go inwards like have some extra self-care be gentle to yourself and like what that might look like is like I wasn't running I wasn't going to the gym I was doing the sauna I was having the bath I was journaling I was having more sleep I was drinking more warm food I was eating more warm foods um, so just something that I slightly want to touch on, but I think is really important as women, as business owners, and when, you, when you're trying to manage your energy and your mindset, a big part in that is hormones. And I think sometimes when you're in the thick of it and you have got stuff going on, just knowing where your hormones are, whereabouts you are in your cycle also helps you have compassion and know how to best support yourself with your health and with your boundaries as well. Yeah, that's... um. That's actually like one of my favorite topics at the moment, just really teaching women about their hormones. It's so crazy how many women are out of funk, like with their hormones and not in sync with their cycles, um, which is why we launched our program Sync this month. It's been the best program. It's a 16-week program that teaches you how to actually sync your cycle to not just your business, but in all different areas of your life. So it's a game changer. Like if you want to join us, message Shannon or I on Instagram, we'll send you some info, but Honestly, even before this program, I know we both were looking into it when we were falling pregnant. It was something I was learning about how to incorporate into my business. And even in my book, The Surrender Project, I talk about how I started incorporating that into my business because it's not ironic that when I kind of came out of the funk, well, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but it's also the week I was ovulating. I was like, oh, how is it that I feel like I'm on the top of the world now and everything's great and I'm feeling energized again and ready to show my face on social media? I'm like, oh, isn't it interesting that two weeks ago when I was going through my, um, what's it called, your luteal phase or your menstrual phase? Um, I know it's just really interesting. So I just think a part of that too, when you're navigating your energy as a business owner, especially as a woman, 
um, and you're going through a funk or a mojo, maybe be mindful and see what your hormones are doing or whereabouts in the cycle you are because that might give you a little bit of insight to how you're feeling as well. And sometimes it's just about riding it out. Like Totally. It's not you. You're not broken. Your hormones may be playing a little bit of havoc on you and you're a little bit more emotional, a little bit more irrational than you normally would be. So just sit with it and just see if you feel better maybe in a few days' time when your hormones level out. (laughs) Yeah, honour it. Honour your body. It's smart. There's wisdom in that. (laughs) Um, Let's talk a little bit about – so we always talk about with our team that when they're vision casting and wanting to cultivate and manifest their dreams, it's all about looking for evidence around you to prove to you that it's possible But let's talk about the opposite. So when you're in a funk, looking around for evidence that your beliefs that you're having about yourself, your business, whatever it is that's happening are actually false. Can you talk more into that? Because I really love this. Yes. So it was another thing I kept coming back to, like my little tool belt kit of things that I could fall, fall back on. And like I had lots of stinking thinking come up. Like that's what I call it, stinking thinking or call it self-limiting beliefs or just things that were just negative. And a, a great question to ask yourself, is this the universal truth or you're just your truth? Because let's be honest, there's no such thing as a universal truth. You tell me one thing and I promise you I can find you evidence that will tell you something else. Like every, most things in the world are subjective. And so when I was going through my funk, there were just certain things I was telling myself um, just – I don't know, there's so much, so much. We wouldn't even know where to start. But what I would do is I would then challenge myself and say, is that really true? And how I would flip the mindset about it was finding evidence of the opposite to prove to myself that what I was telling myself was literally a lie. Um, Let's go there. Like what were some of the beliefs that were coming up for you? Oh, so many. Like, let's do you want to go dark? Because they were pretty dark. Let's go dark. Because <laughs> I think I think it'd be so relatable for so many listeners listening in on this. Like, it's all it's good to give the steps, but it's also good to share, like, this is where we're at. This is where we've been. This is what I, like you think I'm perfect. This is where my mindset was at not long ago. <laughs> all right. So the, here's some examples. So maybe these are probably relevant to anyone, but specifically a network marketing profession. So some things I was telling myself was um, oh, I'm just, I probably word vomit um, <laughs> that you you can't build business as a mum. Like good luck. Your business can't grow when you're a mum. So then I'd find evidence of women who had built some freaking amazing businesses in the thick of mum life, yeah. which we have great, great, great examples. Like, examples around yeah. us. Our mentors are perfect examples of that. So that was one of them. So the way I proved that was not true was I went and found women who did that. So I'm like, that's a shitty belief line. That's not true. And it makes you ask better questions. So how can I or how can I do this differently or what did yeah. they do? Um, other things were um, a company sucks. <laughs> like you can't have success here. Yeah. And then I would look at women who just had the biggest months they've ever had in our company. In our like, company. Well, it's not the company. It's, it's me. Or um leaders leaders keep leaving like leaders don't stay here but then I looked at the amazing ladies that we have here who are world class like well that's not true because the people who've had the most success here are actually still here yeah um there's so many things what else came up for me this is just happening to me like this is I suck 
like it's my leadership but then I took a bit of an audit and spoke to other people in the company and what I was going through was cycles that's not true and it had happened before to other leaders and mm. a year later two years later a lot of the people that I get to work with have been in this industry in our company for 30 years and talking to them about the cycles that they've had and how they rebuilt and the lessons that they learned so I think yeah. every time I just told myself something I would then find evidence of the opposite to like no Lauren that's not the truth so they're just some examples. I love it. Thanks for your honesty. I think it's so great to hear because I'm sure there are so many people listening to this right now being like, oh my God, I'm not the only one having those thoughts. Mm. Um, we've all been there. And I love that you were self-led enough to go, okay, well, I'm going to call my my bullshit on that. <laughs> where where around me is it happen- not happening? Like where can I find proof that that's just – a limiting belief. It's powerful, Lodi. Thanks for sharing. Always. Always hope it resonates with you guys listening. Um, Another thing that I think was helpful um, is while you're in the funk, and like I said, it kind of circles back to the thing I said at the start about leaning into habits, is piggybacking off fun and mission. So although in the time, in the thick of it, when I was feeling heavy and I was feeling a little bit shaky, what I lent into was fun and the mission. So asking myself, how can I make this fun? Because the cool thing about being a business owner is we actually have full autonomy about what our days look like and how we build our business. So true. So I was like, oh, how do I make events fun? We started doing like fun community events. So how do we make business events fun? We've started catching up with some of our business besties for wine or how do I make creating content fun? And for me, that was just like dancing and having fun reels and just being a mum because at the moment that's where I'm finding my joy. Um, and like leaning back into the mission, like coming back to the reason I know I personally said yes to our, our, our company in this profession is empowering women with how to get back to holistic health. Like how important is our health? Cause without health, we don't have anything. And also empowering women with additional income because I am so passionate about women having financial literacy and financial independence. So I kind of piggyback when I didn't have a vision or when I felt a little bit shaky, I'd be like, all right, well, let's just, how do I make this fun? And let's just do that for the time being until I find my feet again. And how do I make this not about me? Mm. Like, how do I make this about the mission? Because I know there's people out there who are spending a shitload of money on things that are band-aiding their health rather than getting back to the things that are actually going to help them have health. Yeah. Um, And I know there's women out there who, if they don't start making some smarter choices, they're going to be left under the poverty line with no super, no retirement, no savings, no assets. They might be one of the two marriages that end in divorce. I have something that can help them with the community, with a vehicle, with the education, with the resources to empower them to not only feel great and have great women around them, but have a great savings or a great smart second income coming in. So I guess to get me through my funk, while well, I just stopped making it about me and just was like, how can I have fun? And how can I reconnect to the mission and just make what I do about that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one because when we are in a funk, the reason we are is because we're projecting our own shit to the world. And so for you to come around and out of that to be like, oh my God, I am, I'm making this about me. I've got to get back to who I can help here. Like that's where the magic is and like being someone who's watched you 
move out of this, like look at how many women are now women, like they're winning so much in your team. Like there has been such a massive surge of momentum in the women in your team who are winning, who are excited, who are on fire. And that's because you were selfless enough to be like, okay, I'm calling myself out. It needs to be about them. You poured into them and look where they all are now. So it's powerful. It's so powerful. When they say that business isn't about you, it's so true. You've got, I know it's hard when you get a knockback, you go through a challenge, whether it's in personal life and affects you in business, but what helps you keep going and like not give up when you're in a funk is like all these beautiful things that we're talking about in this episode, but just remembering business is never about you in the first place. Mm, So true. So true. So you spoke a little bit about how, like for you a bit there, you kind of went internal. Um, you kind of just like put your walls up a bit. It was about boundaries. It was about you just spending time with the things that gave you joy, like your baby girl, your family. Um, talk a little bit about that type of white space because that's a key element to this, I feel. Um, what, is, what does white space look like and why is it important? Because as a woman, intuition is important. And a lot of us say we don't know what to do or we don't know what's important to us and all these things. But it's because we're actually filling up our life with so much noise and busyness, whether it's you're just busy doing life, mum life, work, all the things, or maybe in the spare time in the white space you have, you fill it with socializing or Netflix or podcasts or training. And so I think one of the most important things you can do when you're not when you feel like you've lost control of your energy or your mojo is actually create the white space for your for creativity to find you for inspiration to find you for you to reconnect with your intuition so Mm. as I was going inwards like I was working and doing the bare ass minimum but like in the afternoons on the weekends like I was just carving out white space to be still and just really listen to what my heart wanted not what my head wanted because my head wanted easy my head wanted like comfortable my head wanted all the answers my head wanted the fast way the easy way out but what my heart wanted my heart wanted integrity my heart wanted purpose my heart wanted growth my heart wanted like meaning my heart wanted my team to win so I think Sometimes your head can cheat you out of the hard work because it doesn't want to do it. But if you allow white space to really connect with your intuition rather than asking everyone else what you should do and seeking out, like getting everyone else's opinion, everyone else's advice, I think if you sit in peace and quiet and like you said at the start, Shen, it's not rushing through the motions, actually sitting in them to feel them, to like work out what are they actually telling you that's when creativity finds you. That's when your message finds you. Like people say, let your mess be your message, but you've got to sit in your mess long enough for the message to come through. Mm. I agree with this one so much. And actually one of my favorite tools to tap into my intuition and to like open my heart up more and just allow messages to kind of channel through me which is, by the way, a superpower that women have. We all have that within us, but sometimes we block it off because we are so in our masculine. So if you're in a funk right now and you're really wanting to drop into your feminine, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite tools of all time is ceremonial grade cacao. 
and it is such a beautiful heart opener, but it also is like you become a conduit for messages, for intuition, for it's it's the perfect way for you to not lead with your mind, but lead with your heart. There's actually like science that shows um, how beneficial it is for us. I know like some people are like, what? What is ceremonial cacao? Let me just explain. It's not like the cacao you get from the shops. <laughs> um, I love to get mine from, it's like a Peruvian um, cacao that's like not been processed at all. It's so, so strong. Um but yeah, there are some really beautiful elements in it that really help you tap into that part of yourself. And if you're into spirituality or you're wanting to get into that part of you more to sit in the white space, it is so amazing. I know you love it too. Yeah, it's definitely my little morning self-care ritual. <laughs> also, another tip on white space, talking about cycles when we are menstruating as women, that is when we are the most powerful. It's when we have the most wisdom, when we can tap into our superpowers the most and our intuition, if we allow it, is so strong at that time. So double whammy if you have a cacao while you're on your period and you're sitting in white space because <laughs> that is when the magic happens. <laughs> and it's also when the emotions come up. And I think a lot of women are used to like you said, filling it with noise, filling it with being busy because they're scared of facing the emotion. So the real gift is like not just creating white space but allowing it and sitting in it and journaling and whatever comes up and being open to the messages there because like you said, that's the real superpower. Mm. One of um, the things that you talk about actually in your book, The Surrender Project, is allowing creativity to find you. Um, maybe explain what that means and why this one's a tip for people who are in a funk? Because I think it just kind of circles back to what we just said. You, that intuition, creativity is intuition. It's your opportunity to create rather than react. And if you don't give yourself the time and the white space for it to find you, you're just filling up your head with other people's noise rather than listening to your own noise. It's coming from within. Like you have an internal dialogue, you have an internal voice. Well, I don't know when the last time was that you sat in peace and quiet enough to listen to it, but that's if you allow the time to sit in it, that's when your creativity is going to find you. And that's where your ideas for books, podcast episodes, content creation, um, the next business idea. Like if you talk to any creative or any business owner, a lot of them find their business ideas when they're in flow. And it's usually like, yeah, meditation, it's movement, it's, it's relaxing, it's sitting in nature. Um, very rarely do you find those things go, 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 hustling, hustling, hustling. So I think, um, yeah, when if, if you're in a funk and you're trying to get your mojo back, carve out white space with no other intention other just to sit in it and see what message or what creativity or what ideas find you there or what you'll be in, some maybe you're sitting and you're like you're saying you don't know what to do but if you sit there in peace and quiet and ask yourself but secretly if I did know what to do see what pops up hmm. yeah and I think the white space is a key element to allowing creativity because I know a lot of women that I mentor I talk to they're like I just don't even know how to show up I don't know what to post I don't know what's like they're just so stuck in their head about it but 
yeah, allowing that white space to just really sit in it and just get creative. Like, again, it's one of our superpowers. We cre- women create life for goodness sake. Like <laughs> we are creative beings. So if you're not tapping into that, it's because you're heavily in your masculine, you're making it too much, like you're too in your head about it. So definitely dropping into your heart a little bit more helps that so much. I find anyway with my creativity. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of leads me on to the next thing that I was thinking that was helpful was, um, yeah, stop comparing, like stop thinking what other people are doing and what you should be doing or listening to the books and the podcasts and all the things. If you're a business owner and especially if you're in a funk, ask yourself, how do you want it to be? Like I was actually caught up with one of the girls in my team today and these are some questions I ask myself regularly and these are really potent questions to ask yourself like maybe when you need to get clear in your energy or your or where you want to take your business next is asking yourself like what do you want it to look like like what do you want your day to look like if you could design your day what would your dream day look like how would you fill your time what do you want your business to feel like um like if your business got to be an extension of your joy what would that look like um I think rather than thinking about how other people are doing business or how other people are showing up. And that sometimes plays into the funk of that. You don't even know how to get back into things because you've, you've got this hallucination of what you think it has to look like. Well, what if you just drown out the noise and allow that white space and allow the creativity and the intuition to find you? If it got to be easy, what would that look like? If it got to be fun, what would that look like? If you got to design your business on your terms, what would that look like? If you got to work with women that light you up and fill you up, who would they be? Where would you find them? Like if your day was filled with fun activities, what would you do that would make your business fun and bring you joy? And I think asking those questions helps you just decide like how do you want it to be? And we are creative beings. So sometimes a really good, like an amazing thing actually that happens on the other side of losing your mojo is not only do you get it back, but you get to create something even better. And you, mm. it's kind of like an awakening or a becoming where you're like, okay, like I've, I've shed some old layers. I've got some new beliefs. Now from here as this new elevated version of myself, what do I want it to look like? And you get to redesign yourself over and over and over again. That, that's what I love about being a business owner is that's what we can, we con, we continue, we're always doing it. Like we're always rebranding, redesigning, setting new boundaries, getting clear on our mission, changing up our message that you can change and evolve and do things that align more with who you are now if that is something that is changing through a a season of that. Hmm. One of the things that I asked myself when I was in my last funk was, so I was finding that I was like really always looking forward to the weekend because I go offline on the weekend. So I don't check my inboxes. I don't reply to emails. I even just like put my phone on do not disturb and I don't even reply to messages on my phone. Like I go fully offline off the grid. Anyway, I found myself in this predicament where I was like, why am I hating Mondays? Like I am my own boss. I get to choose what my business looks like. I have full autonomy on my schedule but I'm somehow hating that Sunday's finishing. So I remember one of the conversations that I had with Matt was, I am deciding from here onwards that every day is going to feel like a weekend in my business. And how would that look? So I sat down and I was like, okay, well, how does that look? 
It looks like I meditate every day. It looks like I work out every day. If I'm not feeling like a workout, I go and have a red um, infrared light sauna. Um, I spend time with Rui. Like we play. There's no rush. There's no pressure. There's no none of this like anxiety about my inbox. Like it is what it is, and I'll get to it when I get to it. And that's just the way it is because that's how I run my business. I swim in the ocean. I walk on the beach. Like again, I had to just bring myself back to how do I make every single day look like a weekend? And that has been one of the most game changing things for me personally, when I was in a little bit of a funk recently, every day is now like, it feels like a Sunday every day, which I love. Um, And so now I don't dread Mondays. Like actually every day feels like a week. Literally I go through the week and I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. Could it be Saturday? I don't know. (laughs) And then that comes back to like, why can't it always be like that? And that was a conversation with having a girlfriend today. Like why? I know sometimes we just need someone to like get ourselves to ask ourselves that questions or like be the mirror. But yeah, why can't every day feel like a weekend? Like how do you inject more joy into it? So I love that you, yeah, you did that because that's exactly what I did. I was like, all right, well, more fun, more sunshine, more nature, better boundaries, all the things. And it's so powerful because not only are you a better and happier you, but it actually ends up paying off more in your business because you become magnetic and your energy is contagious. And then so that's when you draw and attract team and clients to you. And that's when even the business opportunity is more appealing because people see you having fun and the lifestyle that you get to lead. And I don't know Mm. about you, but when I started doing that, I actually started getting more done in less time. Yeah. So it it does. It sounds so crazy, but in some of us, like, that's not how do you even get any work done? But you do. When you inject more joy, one of my mantras was joy producing activities are money making activities. Mm, That's a powerful one. Mm. Joy producing activities are money producing activities. Your joy and your money can be linked and are linked. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't even just create magnetism in your business. Like when you're in a funk, it bleeds into all areas of your life. If you're in a funk about your business, particularly, like you would be so naive to think that it's not affecting your relationships. It's not affecting your partnership. It's not affecting your family time. It's not affecting your health. Like it literally bleeds into every single area of your life. So you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. You owe it to the people you love around you to get the F out of this funk. Like you have to do that because otherwise you're starting to show up in all areas of your life, not fully 100% as you, and you start to compromise things outside of business then. So you can't, you just can't let that happen. It's, it's not worth it. No. And I think even you were the one who picked up on it. You're like, Loz, like something's up. Like your energy is not the same. Like what's going on? And it was the same thing. I was just like, look, I know I'm not where I'm in a funk. So I'm working on it. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I just need to take responsibility for my energy. I'm in the trenches. I'm doing the work. And when I say they're doing the work, I'm doing all the things we spoke about in this episode. Yeah. And it's it's not just saying something. It's sitting down. It's having the uncomfortable conversations. It's digging deeper. It's it's crying. It's seeking out the support. It's it's seeking out the mentorship. It's, yeah, it's looking in the mirror and being like, that's a really shitty belief line. That's not true. It's calling yourself on your own bullshit. And you have to take radical responsibility because, like Shan said, it's, it doesn't just affect your business, it affects all other areas of your life and the people that you love deserve the best version of you. 
but you deserve the best version of you. And it's normal to go through funks of like you're not going to be happy and elated all the time, but then usually there is a really beautiful lesson that you will learn on the other side of it. Always. Always. It's always perfect as well. Like every funk has perfection in it. You're not, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Mm. You know, it's so. This is my last and final tip I want to share, which weighs really beautifully with what Shen just said. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. So one, that's kind of how I got it. That was like the final piece of my funk is asking yourself, what is the opportunity in this? Mm. Like there is always opportunity. So where, if you think about, and this is where I just look at like context, look at businesses, look at the economy, like where, how can this be your separation season? How can when people are contracting, how can you can be expanding? Like how can you be the light and the opportunity when everyone else is doom and gloom? Um, How can you be taking up market share right now if other people are leaving? Like I just kept coming back to people who have made the most money are usually in periods or seasons of life where the majority of the population has lost money. And it's because they didn't buy into the collective of people are contracting right now. It's not the right time to save. It's not the right time to buy. So what if you were to do the opposite? When people are contracting, what if you were to expand? When people are not seeing the opportunity and they're negative, what if you were to be positive and you would be the light that attracts people? So I just, I guess I came back to what's the opportunity in this? And when I look back in 10 years time, what am I going to wish I saw? Or what am I going to wish that I did? And what would most people do in this situation? And if I'm not most people, what am I going to do in this situation? Like this can be your separation separation season. This is where most people quit. This is most people jump ship. This is where most people say, give up on their dreams and say, oh, it can't be done. But they, it might not be able to be done for everyone, but it can be done for you and they're not you. Yeah. Yeah. Be the exception to the rule. I love that. Ed Milet does an amazing job on talking about separation season. And actually, I think I listened to a podcast of his recently where he spoke about how he has made the most amount of his wealth and he's like a multi, multi-millionaire. He's made the most amount of his wealth in recessions and when there was economic downfall because when everyone was selling up and trying to get rid of their homes, he was like, okay, I'll buy it, but I'll give it, I'll give you this much money. It was like way under its value, but that's just like a perfect example of like when people are contracting, you expand. When when people are leaving and tapping out, you are monopolizing on the market share. And um, that is separation season. It's when you separate yourself from the rest. It's where you're the exception to the rule. And you definitely are someone, Lizzie, that has done this time and time again, but it's been really cool to see you step into this next level version of you so I just want to say I'm so proud of you you're amazing and you're so inspiring and I love that you were open enough to do a podcast episode on this because I know most people who go through the motions of winning and losing like they don't want to openly talk about the loss right they it's all about sharing how everything's going fantastic and you're just so glued to your mission of helping women get through all seasons of business and life so thank you for this episode it was so great thanks for always being there love you and i love you guys listening i hope this serves you if you're going through a funk or you've got a girlfriend or a, a business partner that's going through one please send this to us they got this